Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 208, another bumper episode ahead. We are obviously looking back on the four county finals we had last weekend. We have three more to come this weekend. We have two special guests, as you can see on the screen there, Liam O'Brien and Niall Deegan. Obviously, Matt O'Callaghan as always. So stay tuned for a busy episode of Tree Talk. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. I said prior to the intro there, we're joined by Liam O'Brien and Niall Deegan to discuss their book, Illustrated Tales from the Limerick Terraces. I suppose it's the newest book that's going to be there for all Limerick fans with this renowned success we've had over the last few years. And I suppose co-authors was kind of a way I'm, I'm using to describe ye lads, but I think it was your idea originally, Niall or... It was a, a, an idea from both of you. But Niall, just could you give us an idea of, of where the book came from before we get into the nitty gritty of it? Yeah, of course. Um, I'd say it was April 2020. Uh, I had to be on Facebook one day, but I saw Liam's uh, supporters page. Um, decided to join it. Uh, loved to, to, to read the stories and the pictures of people before seeing. And it, it came to me when I said, What about the people that aren't on social media? How are they going to see these pictures? How are they going to read these stories? So I have a small bit of graphic design skills that I learned in college, and I, I decided to create a book. Uh, spent a couple of nights at home uh, just creating a cover, and, and the original cover was the original book was called Tales from the Terrace. Um, I've been working it since next two years. I flew by, didn't look at it, and um, I came back to it in April of. Afterwards, to say, can we go to 2022? 
for the reasons that I've missed the final. I'd like to see the fans' pictures, read their stories, express in their minds. But the weather was amazing, and I knew the photographs were going to be outstanding. And, and your part there in that lane, what, like, was it straight away you knew this was something that you wanted to get on board with? Oh, 100%. I, when when I got in touch with, uh, back uh, earlier on in the year, Sienna, he, he this idea about doing a book of like the social history about people going to games. Like, I mean, we're all very aware of these fantastic books that f- focus on the games and the players, but there's a huge story there in terms of the social history of games. And it's something we all grew up with. It's part and parcel of what the day is about, um, how you go to the how people go to the games, and sometimes the stories of how people go to the games or who they met sometimes even supersede the games themselves. You know, many of the greatest stories I've heard from my father and my uncles and stuff from way back in the fifties and sixties is about you know the famous monster fine in sixty one and the big crush and the Gaelic grounds rather than the match itself. Actually, I think that match itself is probably poor enough, but. Um, so I thought that was a fantastic idea by Niall to kind of flip the camera around and put the supporters in the spotlight and their story of the day. And the greatest thing about, I suppose, social media, I know it gets a bad rap. Believe me, you know, I was never a huge fan of it myself. And that was kind of, the, we were all determined when we started the page off that it would be always positive and, and always welcoming. For people of all ages and Niall's book reflects that so well um, from people who <coughs> and from Limerick the traditional ways by car by train people who traveled from other parts of the world as we've seen in a while um, and pe- and one or two people like like Niall who unfortunately couldn't make the final for various reasons as well you know so it's kind of like a family album of Limerick supporters basically on in and around the day of the Allard and final last last uh, July. Yeah, it's certainly very memorable times for Limerick. I suppose anyone for you, Niall, that stood out, any, like we know the names, as, as a f- couple will run through here, the likes of Hammy Dawson and Bob Carlin, would anyone stand out to you that's a very interesting story that you wouldn't have got, I suppose, the way Liam is saying, if you just went to the mainstream and just saw the report from the game about the players? Uh, I think uh, Mairead Quirks is one. It, it's it's kind of relevant to my own. Uh, Mairead uh, is living in London. Uh, she's originally from Croome. Um, she wasn't allowed to travel because of an operation she had to keep on her legs. So uh, that kind of stood out to me. Um, and, and for you, Lee, was there anyone in particular that kind of stood out to you as, you know, um, I, I suppose there's, there's a few, certainly, um, off the top of my head. I mean, I think uh, the, the uh, Wesley Morrissey from Patrick Swell, um, or is he from Patrick Swell, living in Dubai? I think we have a photo in there. Mm. He, he sent us a wonderful story of his journey coming from Dubai to be at Crow Park that day. And as you can see by the photo he sent us, um, meeting these three fellow parishioners, um, Aaron, Kean, and David Burns, recently crowned Hurler of the Year. Um, and it's a wonderful story to see somebody going to such lengths to come home and support their team. Now, I think the, the Limerick, in the fullness of time, Limerick's journey in GA lore and story, story will be remembered more than any other for the last four or five years because we were the only county in either code 
to have a COVID alert, nobody there, a half a filled stadium last year, and this year in blazing color, 83,000 people, blue, blue skies, and it was just an unbelievable atmosphere. And I mean, the joy from the, the photos in the book leaps out of the pages at you in the colors. And as I say, that's Niles Forte is, is really working with the images and getting those images to work right as well, you know. So that was probably the most memorable one for me. But there's lots of others too now. Yeah, I'm sure people have to go in and buy it to see all of them. But I suppose it's not it's it's for a good cause as well. I suppose it's really important that the, the proceeds will go to Milford Hospice. Um and you might just explain how, how people can can purchase the book or where they can get it or what's the plan in that regard, because I know it's available for pre order at the moment, but only you might want to tell us there. Uh, pre-orders are through the Limerick book at gmail.com. Uh, we're taking orders either by PayPal or Revolut at the moment. Uh, and again, as I said earlier, we hope to start shipping in the next two weeks. So uh, Liam doesn't know this, but I literally just received a copy of the book an hour ago uh, from the printer. Um, I'll share it with you later, Liam. <laughs> Yeah, um, I suppose that's the beauty of doing these these things kind of live. But I, the the Milford Hospital aspect of it, I, I suppose, who was the, whose idea was that? Because we know we've seen the Limerick Senior Hurling and Under Twenty Team team with Milford Hospital in recent years, and you know it's a really worthy cause. I suppose is what I'm trying to get across there, Liam. Absolutely. I mean, I suppose when me and I were discussing about the proceeds of the book, I mean, we we wanted it to go to a good cause, and I suppose. The Limerick Hurlers led the way a couple of years ago with the Hit to Woa and the whole association with Limerick G and Milford Hospice. And I mean, I don't need to kind of overstate the important role that Milford and the wonderful staff out there play, uh, not only in Limerick, but in the whole of the Midwest and the wonderful, wonderful work they do for, for people when they need it the most. Um, uh, and I've seen that firsthand as well. And I'm sure, as I say, many of our listeners would have seen it as well. So I think it was a bit of a no-brainer, I suppose, really. Um, and the fact, I suppose, that the book contains over 500 supporters, and uh, Niall, is it? I think it's 50, yeah. Yeah, 550 supporters. And 192 images, yeah. So it's essentially a book for Limerick supporters by Limerick supporters, and the proceeds of it will go to support one of Limerick's greatest uh, organisations, charitable organisations as well. So I think it was a bit of a no-brainer to, to do that, really, you know. Mm. And we dedicate the book as well to the staff. Uh, of Milford Hospice. Yeah, I suppose it's um, Milford Hospice has done so much work in, in recent years, and I suppose the likes of COVID and kind of highlighted more than ever. Um, Matt, it looks like you're wanting to get something in there. Um, or Yeah, um, first of all, Jack, I, I would like to congratulate the lads, and um, it's an absolutely wonderful concept. And like, you know, Liam touched on it there when he, when he spoke about, you know, there's Reams have been written about great matches, all sorts of matches, um, and, um, you know, great players and all that sort of a thing. And, um, you know, as someone that was raised on a, a diet of people cycling to, to Tullus and in one case a pony and trapped to Limerick, you know, for, for matches, um, you know, one, one of the most important um, stakeholders in our great organisation is our supporters. And um, it, it is very welcome, you know, that we would shine a light on, on our supporters, shine a light on the great rounds that an awful lot of them uh, go to get to see the games. 
um, like the 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 the, the piece there on Wesley Morrissey. Um, um, I I I haven't seen the book obviously. I um, but um, you know, I I I'm I'm you know full of awe and full of admir admiration for for the whole concept. I I I think it's absolutely wonderful, and um, like the concept to put a book like that together, it's novel, it's innovative, it's new, and the fact that um. It, it it is um that the proceeds are going to go to uh, a worthy cause like Milford Care Centre. I think this is this is a project, Jack, that ticks all the boxes. And I'd say to you again, lads, well done, lads. Yeah, it, it certainly ticks all the boxes. That regard. And I suppose um it's a good time to be a Limerick J fan. It's a good time to have a book like this with um you know all Ireland finals now. Unfortunately, we've only been able to go to three out of the four and obviously now you missed another one as well but you know it's there's some star players there that will stand the test of time and I know myself around Christmas time as we're approaching I, it's been early to say the sea word yet but we are approaching that it's a real good time to you know look back at, at all these players and will for many years but this current crew and I know you're both obviously very keen Limerick fans and we did have the All-Stars the other night and we all know how, how what Matt's opinion on the All-Stars and we should be going for 15 Limerick fellas every year nearly. But I suppose, while well, we are on the subject of Limerick Hurling and we had the All-Stars, Liam, was there, what was your, I suppose, immediate thoughts after the All-Stars? Um, I suppose it, it, it's probably an argument we have almost every year as to what exactly are, are the, what's the critique, what's the actual um, rules for picking the All-Stars? Because it seems to be a moving target. Um, as to how they can move players around some years and rigidly fix players for a position another year um, as it suits. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, seven All-Stars, it's it's not bad, certainly. I suppose we only got six in 2018, did we? Yeah, six, six in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you consider particularly, I think, a couple of things that, that I suppose that people didn't count on, I don't think, I mean... We played most of the season bar one game, one in, one game in a bit, without a generational hurler, Keane Lynch. And um, I think, I think the work that the likes of Willow Dunhu, for example, had to do to compensate, like as you, when you go to a game, it's only when you see the likes of Keane Lynch in action. I know he does all the magnificent first touch and his tricks and all that. But it's the space he creates around him and draws fellas in. That was missing for most of the mixed game. So all the players around that that quadrant in the middle of the field, that vital area, had to work so much harder, maybe even sometimes just to break even in games. And like Will Dunham in particular, I feel sorry for him that he probably was overlooked. Even the likes of Tom Morrissey, to be honest you, I think these lads work really hard, a lot of thankless work. And of course, I suppose, look, Sean Finn is the one that everyone's talking about as well. Um, I suppose we go, we could go on and on and on about debating it. It's it, it's it's just funny that the way that the the criteria that that's required to get an all star seems to be a moving target over the years. And I and I'm going to go way back now, and Matt will remember this. In 1973, Eamon Cregan scored something like three goals and eleven points in the Munster Championship, and for Northern Ireland final, they moved them back to centre back. And he played an almost man of the match, a pivotal role in Limerick winning it, snuffed out Pat Delaney. Cregan got no all-star at all. 
yes, Eddie Kerr, who didn't even play in the other final. Now, granted, he probably had a great Leinster final, got an all-star. That makes no sense to me. But again, that's just the way I think about it. What do you think, Matt? I agree with you, Liam. Um, I, I'm perplexed uh, by, by, by how, how they come to their conclusions. Um, uh, Jack is smirking at me now because he knows full well you know, how I feel about it. And, um, you know, I agree totally with Will Dunahoo. Now, last, year, last week, um, Jack and I, we, we, were, we were the second guest is these, these august body of gentlemen. And, um, like, we did come up with the two midfielders but they're not that 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 was not necessarily the two midfielders that we would select. Yeah. But we we we, we, were, we were second guessing what they were doing, and you know I I I think Will Odin, who was was desperate desperate unlucky. Um. Now of course I'm 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 really pleased that they didn't make the mother of all gaffes, um, in the goalkeeping position that um, you know that Nicky Quayne has 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 got it and, yeah. and uh, rightly so. Um, but you know the gap has moved from number one to number two, not far. Um, yeah. I, I, I think. Um, what I would say, shame that Sean Finn didn't get an All Star. Without doubt, the best, most consistent cornerback in the country in 2022. Not a doubt enough about it. I don't think there's anybody could bring up a vestige of a of a cogent argument to say that there was anybody better. Than you know, likewise, you move out along. We thought, because of the vagaries and how they go about it, as you explained there, Liam, I, I thought that Teclan Hannon wouldn't get one because I thought they'd be on a, um, a, a accommodating this one and that one and the other one in the half-back line, but thankfully he got it. Um, your point about Tom Morrissey is, is valid. Seamus Flanagan, you know, and the monster final of 2022 was eulogised at the All-Stars to the cows come home. Seamus Flanagan got eight points from playing that game and he didn't even get a mention. Yeah. Like, we, 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 we won two in a row, we got 12 All-Stars. We win three in a row and we get seven. Yeah. I remember the day, and you probably remember that game. I don't know if you do, you do or not. But where the nominations consisted of nominations for goalkeeper, Nominations for right fullback, fullback, and left fullback, and the successful uh, All Star came out of that group. But now they have open license; it's open season. Yeah. We, we will name the defenders. You know, I'm yeah. look. How Sean Finn isn't an All an All Star for the fifth time? Um, I look. I don't want to be annoying myself, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you would think about too much. Um, I think Sean Finn and Willard Dunhu are definitely the most uh, aggrieved. That's where I was laughing was that I remember Richard McCarthy won one in 13. It was the first All-Star we had in six years. We had one. We were delighted. And now we're giving out about having seven that we should have more. But now I'll throw it to you there, your thoughts on the All-Stars. And I suppose um, you've been good enough to give us your time there for the last 20 minutes or so. So maybe your thoughts on the All-Stars and just the final, I suppose, not please we get the book put a final word on the book before I let you go. Similar to Matt, I think number one and two. Um, if Nicky Quaid didn't get one, I thought Sean Finn would have, but it happened to be the other way around. Sean Finn, he was robbed. But everyone is talking about Tony Kelly. He's in a different position every year. Similar to what Liam just said. Um, look, it was kind of, we had no answer. I think seven and a fair year. I was happy enough for it. 
So the big one is this Sunday afternoon in Kilmallock, quarter to three, Newcastle West versus Adair. Um, I repeated last year's Limerick Senior Football Championship final. If you were to pick, you know, the finalists at the start of the year, you know, you probably would have said these teams, pretty much like the Pierce Kilmallock and the Hurland, they have been the two standout teams in recent years. Newcastle are the champions, um, you know, and they've been very good this year, I think it's fair to say. But Adair have kind of come in under the radar, and we'll start with them, Matt, because obviously we're lackluster in last year's final. There's no two ways about it. It was it was a poor game. Uh, missing Hugh Burke for, for the entire season in counter player, but also missing Owen Ryan, Owen Costello would have been there for all their success, and Garrett Sparling as well, a young lad coming through the system. But, you know, under the radar, they've gone about their business. They've won six out of six, you know, and, and they beat Casey's in the semi-final, which is no mean feat. You know, they'll definitely be happy where they are. Oh, God, they, 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 of course they will, Jack. You must have got a look, a look at my script before you came on there because, like, if you were told whilst you would fancy Newcastle West and, and there at the start of the season as possible finalists, as maybe, I suppose, in some cases, probable finalists, but if you were then told that you work, uh, the four that you mentioned would be out for the season, like, you would certainly revise your thoughts on it and you would revise your predictions, but... You, you rightly said they've gone about their business quietly, quietly. And I suppose it, it, it is fair that the two teams that top their respective groups with unbeaten records, with 100% records, should contest the final. Now, they, they got the direct passage to the semifinals, um, which in some cases can be a bit of a poison chalice in that, um, uh, that their opponents invariably would have had played a quarterfinal. But um, there's some amount to that, and um, I saw I saw both semi-finals, and um, Newcastle West had, you know, they had the ideal semi-final, Jack. When you come out at the right side of it, it was a real tough searching test from one lane, and the, the outcome was on a knife edge, Jack. It, um, two minutes into injury time, Newcastle West were um, just winning by a point, and then they they they. They crafted up a wonderful goal, which was finished by Dermot Kelly. And it was only at that stage did they put the game to bed. So, like, they had a real, real test. Now, looking at the other semi-final, by contrast, it 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 was it was one-sided, Jack, to a point. Um, the scoreline um, would suggest so, but if if you if you dig behind them, if you dig behind the scoreline and and see that Father Casey's for some inexplicable reason, um, mounted up a tally of 16 wides on the day. Now, Father Casey's, they literally, Jack, flew out of the traps traps in Fina that day. Three points up, three points from play after five minutes, and it took to be all going so well, but slowly but surely and patiently, um, Adair reigned in on him, and... Um, Eventually caught up with him and then went ahead. And you've got a sense in that particular game, Jack, that once Adair got their noses in, in, in front, they were not going to be overtaken. I thought it was a very uh, consummate, efficient uh, performance by Adair. And, um, like, you know, so many times in the past... Um, in games like that, Newbork um, has been the go-to man. Um, wasn't there on this occasion. Who'll forget the goal he got in the 2020 final? 
in the early moments when Adair were facing a gale force wind. That was the type of um, uh, inspirational player that they were missing. But slowly but surely, um, they did it the Adair way. And um, they, they, they did it... Um, they did it through the experience they have garnered up through the years, um, up through the last five or six years. And particularly, Jack, um, you know, they, 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 the winning mentality that they've got. Like, you you must remember that they, they were relegated in um, 2015. 15, yeah. Won the intermediate in 2016. Won the senior in 2017, 2019, and 2020. You know, throwing to um to um premier under 21 uh, championships to go with it. And one one would be inclined to say this is a team that um you you'd be inclined to say that it is a team of old men and that they have been around forever. Not a bit of it, Jack. This no. is a still a very very young. A very, very young and formidable at their side. Yeah, and I, it's 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 good you highlight that. I suppose we played them and was a round three after the break and without you and the two ones and then like for about a scene you would you would have targeted that game and said this is the game where it can beat it there and like Casey started well got a goal and we're ahead for probably forty minutes or so and as you said slowly but surely they grind grind you down and they just have this this know how how to win and. Hugh Burke talking to him before the final he mentioned it so many times this, this know-how and this experience and they're just so hard to beat you know even when they're not playing at their best and I don't think they've played at their best this year which is fair because of the, all the injuries but it's, it's so difficult to beat that even if they're not at their best they won't allow you to get their best and, and they'll beat you at 60 or 70 percent and you know they'll have they'll have no fear of Newcastle because in 17 they would have been rank outsiders, you know, coming up from intermediate ranks, and and they caused a shock. And, and since then, they've them, themselves Newcastle have had this back and back and forth, and they'll carry that twenty twenty one final with them because they never got going last year. What they do to other teams, they kind of Newcastle did to them last year. But you know, on that know how, it's it's just so difficult to play against there. Yeah, very, very difficult. I saw him a couple of times during the campaign, and I particularly saw him against Ballylanders, who were relegated, relegation threatened at the time. And, and um, you know, they dug out a result that very few clubs, they, they beat Ballylanders by a point on, on an evening when, when Ballylanders um, demonstrably were, were probably the better team. And, and But it, it was this whole day thing, we'll hang in there, we won't concede. And and um, uh, they held on to win by a point, which was you know crucial for both sides, crucial from an Adair perspective in that it ensured them a semi-final spot, and from a Bellinander's perspective in that it sent them nose diving into the relegation playoff. So um, um, yeah, they 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 they've, they've they've got this winning mentality, but you know it. it Starting out, it wasn't a, it it wasn't easy for the dare this year for the simple reason that yeah they were down the four players, and you had a new management team coming in after the long reign of Harry of Harry Gleason. and you know that that there was a bit of time for the players to get accustomed to the methods of of, of John Bruder and and his management team of you know Pat Donnelly and Michael Burton and. Um, 
it, you know, that that in itself took time, but it, it, it bedded in very, very quickly. Of course, John Brudel is a hugely, a hugely experienced manager and, you know, a, a peculiar type of manager, Jack, in that he has won counties and reached all, all islands in hurling and football. Oh, sorry, hurling and camogie. Won an All-Ireland uh, camogie with Milford and reached an All-Ireland hurling final with Charville as manager. You know, so um, they, 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 there was probably a bit of getting used to it, but, um, you know, it, they rose above it, Jack. And um, yeah. they're here, and here on merit, you'd have to say. They are, and, and I suppose we're 10 minutes into talking about them, but they are facing, I suppose, the most formidable team in Limerick football, and I would say the best team in Limerick over the last seven or eight years, not in terms of actually winning championships, but if there's one team you don't want to play, it is Newcastle West. Um, the quality of players they have, even you mentioned Dermot Kelly coming on and scoring a goal, like he didn't start from, you know, he's played much championship this year that I don't think other teams can afford to do that, but Newcastle can. And they have been guilty of being complacent on a given day that has proved really costly over the last few years. Um, you know, like in 18, they would have been heavy favourites against Panlanders. As I said the previous year before that, it was Adair in the final. Um, I know they lost Adair in 2020, which is which is fair enough when they play each other. But this year, they seem to have arrested all that complacency. They're, you know, grinding out a win with Nito and they're putting in putting up big scores with Nito as well. I'm thinking back to when they, they beat Calvary, I think, heavily with Mike Mack. Got a hat-trick. But in terms of squad depth, there is no team that can compete with Newcastle West. No, and that, that that would be the case. Um, I I would say for a, I I would go farther than six or seven years. I'd go as far as a decade, actually, Jack. And um, but the the unfortunate thing from a from a Newcastle West perspective is that they haven't um, they haven't translated it into success. In like for instance, on 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 Sunday they will be seeking to put back to back titles for the first time. Yeah. A very, very interesting interesting statistic. They've played six games. They haven't conceded a goal yet, Jack, in the championship. Yeah. Which, I actually don't have that. Which is a which is a fair, you know, it's 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 a fair record. And they had they have chalked up some some very, very good good, you know, impressive scores. But they have a propensity at times, as you, you touched on it there, that um in some games, they, 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 they just they just come down a notch or a level or two. Um, you know, when they'll be raging hot favourites, invariably, you know, which is quite commonplace you know, over the last couple of years, um, they don't ever seem to disappoint in those in those situations because they, they, they start to come down to the level of what's in front of them. Um, but there seems to be a new maturity about Newcastle West um the goal that they created um in the semi-final which clinched it you know was it was a work of art Jack um it you know here you were 62 minutes into the game tired minds tired bodies all over the place and they crafted a goal of that caliber with pace and precision and um he, you know it, it gives you a sense of, of of what they're all about now they will not for one minute Jack be taken uh, the DDR challenge likely. Yes, they beat him last year. But I, I, I suspect what will be uppermost in Newcastle West mind, minds 
is that they do not that they do not find themselves in the position that they found themselves in 2017, hanging on, and in, in the last gasp effort, they were they were undone by a Jack English goal. They won't want to put themselves in that position. Now I don't expect that they will. Um, but they are a very, very formidable team. If you go through the lines, Jack, you know, the fact that, that, that um, uh, Dermot Kelly, a player of Dermot Kelly's quality, you know, has to be satisfied with a bench role and coming on and um, cameo role towards the finish. Um, AJ O'Connor, hero of last year, is I don't think he has played in the championship. No. You know, so like you, you can go down through it. What club in Limerick, Jack? What football club in Limerick over the years has had two All Star nominees? Newcastle West yeah. have in Keane, in Ian Carver and Keane Sheehan, who are both in the top of their game at the moment. You know, and there there is a platform, and I I I've been hugely. Um, Impressed uh, with, with with some of the new players that they have that have come on, and um, and you you were at the semi final, Jack. You know, um, mm. I thought Emmett Richter, you know, announced his arrival on the senior stage that particular day. Ruan O'Connor, Todd Donovan, very very Sean Garrity, very very exciting. Brian Nix is still a young player. You know, some there's some very very exciting talent. Coming through, and then of course you have the experience of the two all stars that I said. You have Docket full back, Dam Daherty. Um, you had um, Jamesy Kelly uh, at, at, at centre back. You know, yeah. uh, absolutely an absolute stalwart. And Brian O'Sullivan, who I thought had a very, very, very good game against Monaghan. Yeah, brilliant. Particularly good, good game against Monaghan. You, you, you've that type of quality spread all over the field, Jack, which puts Newcastle West in a very, very strong position. You know, yeah. I, I put it to you this way, if Newcastle West bring their A, -day, A game to Kilmallock on Sunday, it'll be very, very hard to stop them. Yeah, I, I think that's that's very valid. Um you know that they haven't been able to do it. That's the, that's the only thing. It's the only caveat that they haven't put back to backs together, and that's what a derby will for. And they're obviously a very good side that that can give it to them if you know if they're below par. But if if the Gas West are at their best, it's it's hard to see any team in Limerick and probably Limerick, Waterford, Tip, and Clare in that regard putting up to them. Obviously, Kerry and Cork club football seems to be ahead of us at the, at the time being. But Newcastle looked like a, you know a potential force in Munster, not only in Limerick, but. Adair have three to two over the last five years, um, and they'll be keen to, to double that and go to four two. But I'll get your prediction for that match in a while, Matt. Um, obviously, I have the Premier Junior Football Final um, also on Sunday in Tornafulla. Um, the Battle of Belleville Gales sees Castlemahan and, and Fianna Media against each other, and very rare you'd see, I suppose, lads that have played so close coming up the ranks against each other in a final. But that's what we have here, you know. Castleman were intermediate only four years ago, and Fina, Fina weren't playing football. Am I right in saying two or three years ago and won the, yeah, the junior? Yeah, yeah. The history of, 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 of Fina is very, very interesting. I think it was in 2013 that they were um, that they were county um, junior county, B. 
going to be champions. And uh, they, they played a tune for a year or two after, and then a number of players left um, to join Drum Bradford. Yeah. Which left them in a position of being unable to field the team. When those when those players um returned, um they they they, they put in a team again and when they returned, they, they returned with a very with a very important addition in the, that they brought one of the most decorated footballers um, uh, from Drum Broadford, Whitham Pat Donnelly, who yeah. is now domiciled in 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 um, in in, in Fina or in Kilmeady. But um, I saw their final last year. They 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 they, they won the Junior A final last year, and I saw the final against uh, Cumbog Rovers. And like Pat Donnelly was such a huge influence and. Very, very interesting for Dano, you know, this, this particular weekend. The game, the, the, the junior game is on at 11.45 because Pat would have to make a quick dash to Kilmallock because he's part of John Brugel's Adair backroom team. So it's, it's, it's going to be a busy day, but he has broad shoulders for it and he has the medals to show for it, Jack. But it's a very, very interesting final and it's, it, it, it's, it's a phenomenal rise and a phenomenal story, um, the, 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 the Phoenical Media story. Now, yeah, interestingly, they have met Jack in the last round of the the group phase. Yeah, and um, Casanahan won it by five points. Now, now both of these teams lost their opening rounds. Um, Finnegan Media lost to Ballybrick and Bournemouth, and then and um, uh, Castlemahan um, lost to Capelmore. But interestingly, the way the thing turns around for Castlemahan is that in the semi final. They had a very, very convincing win over Capamore. Now, um, the, 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 the question is, has, has Castleman improved that much? Which I would be inclined to subscribe to that school of thought. Or have Capamore completely regressed? I doubt it. But, um, yeah, it all makes for a very interesting final. And you, you were talking about the components of Belleville Gales and all that sort of thing. You know, you have, you have Mike Downey, who is manager of Phoenix Media, and his brother, Sean, who is on the, on the Castle Mahan squad. Yeah, so, um, divided loyalties. There'll be probably a certain amount of picture and no sound in the Downey household for this week, maybe. But, um, you know, two great servants of the game, absolutely fantastic. And they, they, they will be going full out for their respective sides on Sunday. But... It's just a little interesting subplot. Now, the game is on at quarter to 12 in, in Tournafulla. And, um, like, it, it, it will be a very, very, very interesting game. Like, as, as you said, Castle, Castle Mahan, um, they, they, they were playing um, in intermediate up to about four years ago when they were relegated um, over in Martinstown one evening. I was at the final when they were relegated by Brough on an evening which Chris Brown was irresistible, had a fantastic game for Brough. But um, the previous year, actually, Jack, St. Sinans needed two games to beat Castle Mahan in the county semi-final. Yeah. So, like, the fall from Grace um, in that short spell of time was dramatic. Uh, but, they, 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 you, you know, they, 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 they seem to have picked it up at the outset of this competition, Jack. They would probably have been mentioned in dispatches. Nothing more as potential finalists. I don't think Fina would have been mentioned at all. Probably not, no. So, so that, that, you know, it, it, it makes it a novel final in that sense. 
yeah, it's it's certainly a novel final and but with the layout of these championships, you know, there there's plenty of teams, there's twelve teams in there, the, the cream will rise to the crop. Um and it's an all West Limerick derby which, you know, throws up its own, you know, unique flavour on the day. Um as you said, quarter twelve or yeah, quarter twelve in Tournafoot on Sunday. It'll be it'll be an interesting day to start the day of um of football county finals, that's for sure. Um we we start off the weekend with the the junior hurling final, St Kieran's versus from Broadford on Saturday at two o'clock in Newcastle. Um, you know, meet I meet the teams that are really you know hitting their stride. St Kieran's were there last year and definitely came under the radar last year. I don't think there's any point in saying otherwise. Um, and would have been fav- favourites probably at the start of the year because of that. But I've really lived up to that tag, having. You know, really good all year. Um, playing a nice brand of hurling, hitting a lot of scores. Haven't really been troubled in any game. I think it's fair to say have won all their games so far against a drum side that started slowly, but they found the rhythm as well. Um, another all West Derby. It's it's intriguing, Matt. It's intriguing, and it's 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 an eighth game for both sides. And Saint Kieran's have an absolutely perfect record in that in that they have seven wins. Now, Drum picked up one point from the first two games, um, which goes to show like that, that, that um, the improvement and the momentum that with, with Drum since has been phenomenal. And like they, they didn't do it the easy way, Jack. They, they didn't do it the easy way in that they had a very, very tough semi-final against Patrick Swell. Um, a very, very good Patrick Swell side that was, that was um, fancied in many quarters as possible potential champions. Um, but um, Drum dug in with him and um, eventually, after extra time, came out with a one-point victory, which which was fantastic. Now, I, I saw the other semi-final um, involving St. Kieran's and, and, and Kaledia. And, um, Jack, it answered my question. You know, um, it answered my question two ways in so far as um, I, 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 I was wondering how they had won um, six games in a row, you know, and um, um, asking myself also, how did that team compare with, with last year? I got a very, very, very positive answer, Jack. Um, a very, very good side. They, they have, they've matured considerably from from last year. And, um, and um, uh, they, they, they are measurably better. Uh, than they were last year. They've obviously learned the lessons of re- you. You must remember now. They, they, I think they were beaten by five or six points in the final last year, but they were very, very, very unlucky. And um, I, I saw them in the final last year. I had seen them in the quarter final last year against Dune. I was less than impressed with them that day. Um, I, I, I thought they would win the final. Um, wasn't very impressed with them, as I say, when they lost the final. And like you know, it 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 it, it, um, it spawned questions in my mind as to where they were at. But I think I got a very very emphatic answer that they are in a very very good place. And of course, you see, it has been a challenging, like an awful lot of clubs. It, we seem to forget we we talk about dual clubs and that they, you know, if they're playing at the same level in both hurling and football, but we seem to forget that. Um, um, they were playing senior football, um, and uh, and they up to about three weeks before, um, they they won the semi final, which you know, 
<coughs> once the pitch became clear in the semi-final, um, uh, we'll say uh, the pitch became clear when the footballers were knocked out. They were, they were able to put full focus on it. But just on a little aside, Jack, in 1985, um, St. Cairns won the Limerick Senior Football Championship and the Limerick Junior A Hurling Championship. They completed a very good double. And, you know, for them, they were going in that direction until Mona Lean uh, arrived on and, and um, into the footballers' hope. So, yeah, I, I've been hugely impressed. I, I, I was very, imp- I haven't seen Drum. And, but just studying their team sheet, you know, and there's a lot of experience in Drum. Like, um, St. Kieran's have been playing junior air hurling since they were relegated in 2017, having been promoted in 2012. And uh, the last time that St. Kieran's won the, um, uh, won the Limerick Championship in 2012, they went all the way to the Munster final and they, they, they did it the hard way. They had to beat the Tipperary and Kerry champions. And they were very, very desperately, unluckily, beaten by Kildare um, in, 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 um, in, in the Munster final up in, up, up in Mallow. And um, it, it, it was a day when, you know, I, I, I think it was Johnny McCarthy got his stick to a ball late, late in the game. And, uh, you know, but as far as Kildare was concerned, but for the grace of God, it went, it went wide of the target, just missed the target. Uh, they were that near. No, they they applied their trade for about four or five years after it, at at intermediate level and and then were relegated. Now Drum were champions in 2015. They were relegated in 2019. So in in, in so what I'm saying is that both sides uh, contain a certain element of players or a certain number of players that are used to playing at a higher level, and that will bring the experience element. So it it, 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 will, it will come down to the influence and the impact of of, of, of the younger players on the respective sides. Yeah, it, it will. And, if, you know, obviously, Kieran's have won seven in a row, but Drum have won five in a row themselves. You know, they lost their first game against Pelly Rickenbauer more, Drew Krakora, but have, have beaten everyone since, you know, and you, you talked about that, that semi-final against Patrick Swell. How often have we said, you know, to come through a semi-final like that is huge. For a team, so I mean, it should be a close one. And again, I get your prediction in a while. Or you want I, to jump I, in? I, I agree with you, Jack. I, I I agree with you that it was probably a better way to come through a semi final than than um, the way Saint Kieran's came 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 through. Saint Kieran's came through with relative ease, Jack. But it, it was because of the level of performance that they, that they, that they put on. You know that. Um, we cannot detract that. We cannot detract from that. Now we can't take it away from them. You know, I, 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 I wish you. I left. I left uh, Paddy Carroll Park uh, very, very impressed with St. Kieran's, I have to say. Yeah, I, I have been impressed with them as well. What I've seen this year, and they do seem to have improved an awful lot. But Caroline showed last year, if you can build up ahead of steam, um, you know, you can go all the way. And maybe Kieran's start too early, but it is, it is hard to look past. Um, last year's runners up in the final, and moving on to this or staying on this weekend, we have two Munster finals, two Munster ladies football finals involving Monaghan and Ula. Um, and starting with Ula on Saturday evening, um, they're in action in the Munster Junior final. They're playing Avon or Navon from Cork, um, in the Junior Championship. They're obviously very impressive against the Fireys in their semi final. 
you know, a team that lost last year's Limerick final rebounded to come back this year, win it, and only 60 minutes away from a, a Munster Championship medal. And they scored a lot of goals. Both sides have scored a lot of goals looking at um, their kind of run to the final. So it should be an exciting game, at least. Uh, it should be an exciting game. And I, th- I, 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 I think you've mapped it out there very well um, uh, about the, 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 the it, 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 it's been the progression of Ula. Um, it's it's the type of progression that's sustainable, like that you you um, uh, you lose your final one year, you come back and you win it next the following year, <laughs> and then you make your first foray into um, provincial fair, and um, like, you 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 know you're handed a kind of a poison chalice, a trip to carry. Uh, any trip to carry, male or female, in football is daunting, um, but they brush that aside and. Um, a huge win over Fireys down on, on their own patch, four ten to nine points. Um, it, 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 um, you know, it augurs very well. Now the, the final is on 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 um, Saturday evening at five o'clock in Mallow. Now they face a neighbour one side who would be from around the Ballyvourney area of Cork, um, and they 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 had a good win over Donovan Ross in the Cork final, and then uh, in the semi final board Ula and and and. Um, Never won had had received um, um, buys to to the respective semi finals. So um, in in um, in in their semi final, they, they 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 had a win over Comra Rangers from Waterford, and and they 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 won that game quite handsomely. Now they they are seeking a second title in this competition. Um, Never won were, were previous winners of the Munster Junior Championship way back in 1998, um, which is what they'll be, they'll be celebrating the 25th anniversary of it last year. So I suppose it, it's it's fair to assume that there are no survivors from that team on the on the present team. But it, it, look, it, it, it's it's absolutely fantastic for for Ula, fantastic for Limerick Ladies Football that they have put themselves in this position, and. Um, like they are a very, very competent side. Um, Richard Balls and his management team have done an excellent job in, in, in preparing Ula. Um, and um, I expect that they will give a very, very good account of themselves. And wouldn't be entirely shocked, Jack, if, if, if we were, were there to bring it off. Now, they'll only become the second Limerick club to do so. Like um, Maru Bohar did it in 2014 and went on to win the All-Ireland and if memory serves me right now, and I might be subject to correction, that um, uh, Maru Bohor in that year had to travel to Holland for the quarter final. They, they, they certainly had to travel to Funkest, exotic anyway. It, it wasn't Carrick and Leash nor Dune, you know, it was. Um, I can't uh, confirm it that anyway. But um, that... yeah, look, they're 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 trying to emulate what what um what their their fellow East Limerick club did in you know seven or eight years ago, and yeah, I I think they're in a good position possibly to take another step, Jack. Yeah, and you know, winning the county would have been obviously the number one goal after losing the final last year. The shackles are off now for the side, and they do have great firepower going forward. And you know, it, it it's it's there to be won from now. They've they've got this far. Um, we do wish them the very best look this Saturday. Get the ball, get get the ball, Tammy Ryan. As we see, she'll do the rest. 
Yeah, exactly. She played her part in, in the final anyway, two goals. So more the same. Hopefully for Ula in the final this Saturday evening in Mallow at five o'clock. It won't be the only venture to Mallow for uh, for Limerick side this weekend. Mona Gay have their Munster final on Sunday morning at eleven in um in Mallow as well. Uh, they play Mullinahone of Tipperary, and I suppose while for Ula, you know, it, the shackles are off for Mona Gay. It's kind of more of a case of unfinished business. Um, they played Castle Island Desmonds in the final last year. Looked to have it won, led from probably minute one to fifty, and then the Kerry side got a goal and Monaghan got within one, but just couldn't. One five to seven, they lost, and it's probably played on their minds a lot. Matt, they were really good in the in the Limerick Championships here. Won all their games, you know, played by Landers in a Titanic tussle on a Wednesday. And then followed up with St. Elby's the following Sunday, you know. So the, they beat Dr. Crokes of Kerry um, in the quarterfinal and, and Fergus Rovers then of Clare in the semi. So a nice pedigree great teams they played along the way, but they will be desperate to win this after last year. Yeah, and um, again, and we spoke about the progression of Ula there a while ago. Um, there are parallels with the progression of Mona Lean, um, county senior champions last year. Put it back to back this year, but put it back to back, Jack. After a very, very testing Limerick Championship, particularly in the knockout stages, and I saw him a couple of times. I saw him in the semi-final and final. You know, Ballylanders really pushed him to the limit in the semi-final. It took extra time before Monaghan made the final. Um, if for a long period, particularly in the first half, and you were there, Jack, um, in in the county final. It looked as if it was going to be LB's day. But then, um, you know, the experience that that, that um, um, Monaghan had picked up over the years, it, it, certain, it definitely came to their rescue on that occasion. And um, they dug out a great victory. One thing that struck me, um, Jack, and maybe I, maybe I have said it to you in the past, talking to the like of Martin O'Sullivan and those that are... Um, um, you know, involved and some of the players that were involved with 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 with, with Monaghan County final day. And um, the one thing that was, you know, that struck me was, the, 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 the you know, you had the euphoria of winning, you had the euphoria of winning back to backs, but the focus had immediately switched to Doctor Crokes. Absolutely instant, and that is where the unfinished business it come in has come in. Like they, they went to Kerry, had a great win over Dr. Crokes and then backed it up. Like any time you go to Clare, it's tough. <clears throat> and they do get out very, very convincingly. So they're going to Mallow on Sunday at 11 o'clock, Jack. In my opinion, in a very, very good place, you know, and quite capable of taking that extra step. Now, Mulnahone, uh, um, of course, would be, would be the, the home club of Hurling heroes, the Kellys, um, notably Owen Kelly and 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 uh, and, and those and Paul Cotton and um, but um, they contested. They won the Munster Junior Championship last year, Jack, and they contested the All Ireland Final unsuccessfully. So um, in in their county final, they beat uh, and Duala, and I think beat them by something like seven or eight points, and then. Moved on to the semi-final where they beat Waterford, Waterford's end zone. So, like, they too are coming in with a bit of pedigree. And, um, you know, uh, 
one again will will underestimate um underestimate the challenge of Mulnahone at their peril. But I'm sure that the management team back in Mona Gay will, will, will have their side primed them. You know, the boys that are that are involved with them have been around long enough. They've been around the block long enough. And and um, they you know they they, they 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 will be ready, they will be ready for Sunday. Now interesting the game is on at eleven o'clock, Jack. It's on at eleven o'clock because Martin Sullivan, the Mona Gay manager, as you know is a selector with Newcastle West. And one of his key management team, Mike Quilligan, is the Newcastle West goalkeeper. Yeah. So, uh, very, very interesting. And and actually, the day of the county final, you will recall that himself, um, Mike Quilligan and um, Martin O'Sullivan remained. uh, But um, Mike Quilligan and James E. Kelly had to make a a mad dash to Drumcolahar for the for the final group game against against Father Casey's, so um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of interlinking there. But um, you know, you, you could say come Sunday evening, there's a strong possibility that maybe Martin and and um, and Mike Quilligan would have an awful lot to celebrate. Yeah, uh, definitely. There'd be my favourites probably in both of them as well. You know, and from one again, they've huge experience from last year. Probably won't get. Not to say they did last year, but they ter- won't be overwhelmed by the experience playing the Munster final. You know, it's been 12 months ago, pretty much the same team. There's a couple of new, younger faces, but pretty much the same team, you know, getting ready for it. And we wish them all the best of luck. And we wish Ula. I, I, you know, Katrina Davis has been playing for a good while. And she's absolutely in the form of her life. Mm. She's playing outstanding. And, and um, uh, you, you know, Debbie Murphy and and Cameron O'Leary, they they are they are, they they are supplying the ammunition for her. You know they they they, they have been magnificent. But Mona Gay as a team, Jack, have been simply magnificent, um over 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 the last two years. And like you know, I just hope that it's their destiny to become monster champions on Sunday morning. Yeah, and and we spoke about a, a, a great deal the last two years of teams. Losing the final and coming back and winning it the following year, you know, Ula did it in the intermediate championship. We've seen, you know, KP do it, Ungrid do it, Newcastle West Herders do it, Glenroo do it. You know, so hopefully the Omens are, are well there for Monaghan. Um, they're on Sunday morning at eleven in Mallow. Ula are Saturday evening at five in Mallow. The best of luck to both sides to hopefully bring back uh, a coveted Munster championship back to Limerick. Um. Moving on from ladies' football into Camogie, Matt, and I suppose we, we, saw, we saw a statement released last week, and I don't know, would we go to ins and outs of it, but we have our, our final four in, in the Senior Camogie Championship. It's been a, a lengthy, lengthy wait, and, and from the statement, there's been plenty of, of appeals, um, you know, to do with an unregistered player or whatever. Um, we won't get into the nitty-gritty of it, but we have four teams remaining, the champions of Castle aren't one of those, whether rightly or wrongly, the championship will go on without them. Um, we've Khalidi versus Brough and Granaban and Gary versus Ahan. Before we get into the game, like, do you want to say anything about what has happened? Or I suppose there's probably more going to come out of the situation. It's just no, messy. No, things. no, other than that, there are no winners. It's a sad situation. Um, at the end of the day, the county champions are out of the championship. Um, and out of the B Championship 
and you know you 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 you, you and also um um a spin off from this is that Limerick are out of the Munster Clubs Championship because they they will be unable to um uh, to meet the deadline and um like it's a sad saga and it's not just a sad saga for Newcastle West it, it's a sad saga for all the clubs that have been involved because some of the clubs have qualified for the semi-finals with almost two months now. Mm. And there, there are other clubs um, that didn't know their fate pending on the outcome of the various appeals and what have you. You know, but as they say in the Vatican, at last we have white smoke, we have semi-finals, and the, the first semi-final will go on on Saturday, 2.30 in Mackey Park in a hand. When, a hand will, 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 will take on Granabel and Gary and... Um, Interestingly, Jack, these two sides, this is a meeting of um, beaten semi-finalists of last year. Um, um, a hand were beaten when they travelled to Kilidi, and uh, Ranabell and Gary were beaten when they travelled to Newcastle West. In uh, Both games were played in absolutely, I cannot stress it, Jack, how atrocious the conditions were on, on, yeah. on that particular day. So, um, for a hand and 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 Balinga, Balingari, um, it, 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 it's it's a question of going one better than last year, and I suppose the biggest question of all is how will they have coped with the hiatus in the competition? That that will be the biggest question, you know. How will they maintain the momentum from the group stages to the knockout stages? And the same applies to all the, the, the teams that are involved this week, but. Um, look, at least we have a county. We have county semi-finals. We're going to have a county championship. Unfortunately, we will not be able. Our champions will not be able to participate in Munster. Um, but it is what it is now, and um, it's a sad saga. Um, it should be part lessons learned and move on. Yeah, I, I think it's important to move on and. There's four teams. The other semi-final features a team which, you know, if you go back when we were previewing the Camogie Championship, we did say watch for Brough. Mm. And they are there now. And they have home advantage against Kilidi. Now, Kilidi were in the happy position that that they knew um, for the well, they knew for the last two months that they were in the semi-final. Um, I'm not so sure that was a happy position when you win all the uncertainty surrounded it and who you, who you might be playing and where you might be playing and all that sort of thing. But yeah. certainly not the, idea, not the ideal preparation for the runners-up last year. But they, they travelled to Brough and it's going to be a very, very tricky game for Kilidi. Um, Brough are formidable. You, you'll recall <coughs> they went to Newcastle West <coughs> in the first round and were only beaten in, in the closing stages there. And... Um, Subsequently, drew with Napiershik and uh, before having a very good win over um, a refixed game with Brenna Bellingari. So, um, like the addition of Mairead Ryan, who is a very, very experienced county player who transferred. Mairead, of course, is a native of Nakeni and um, it, it fitted in very well that she should tra transfer her allegiance from Clooney, Quinn, and Clare to Brough. Um, which was a huge boost. And, of course, it was a double boost when Mary O'Callaghan, a former Limerick player, um, returned from abroad. And um, 
that that was a huge boost for him. So, and two very very interesting semifinals. I'm not going to put. Don't ask me who who's going to win, Jack. Because well, I, 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 I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, it could come down to which team has, you know, served the break the best because it was it wasn't as if they were told in two months you weren't playing. It was very uncertain and really hard to motivate a team. So it could be a case of who was just trained the better, or you know, conditions will play their part. It's quite windy at the moment. Last year's semi-finals, I won't say were ruined by the weather because it was the same for both teams. But you mentioned how difficult it was on on that on that day. So you know, look. The main thing is we're getting we're getting our semi-finals. We, we will have a champion at the end of it. We have four good teams remaining. You know they, they make for two interesting semi-finals. No, you know, the, B, the, the B championship now is down to three clubs and um, um, the Krakora, um, Napierschik, and Capamore. And the B semi-final is on uh, on Sunday at twelve so, noon in Krakora. When Krakora will host Napierschik, and I'm sure um, that, that the B final will involve the winners and Capamore. Now, um, another fallout from um, um, you know the unfortunate situation is that there's going to be no relegation from the Senior Camogie Championship this year. So, what what we will be looking at next year is we'll be looking at nine senior clubs because Adair will will be up senior, and of course. Adair are involved this weekend, Jack. They go into the Munster Championship this weekend. They travel to Clare to play Tulla in 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 the Munster semi-final. We'd like to wish them the best of luck as well, because certainly they 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 too are in a good place after after winning the the the, the, the Limerick Championship there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they've they've definitely been a team rising to the ranks, and obviously back to back championships. They're a team that we had picked out, you know, early in the year, and they they lived up to expectations. So. The best look to there. Best look to all the teams in action this weekend. As I said, it's just it's just good that we're going to have a conclusion to this championship. It didn't come, and it won't come in the manner that we wanted to finish. But it will be finished, and we'll have a winner on the field, which which is the main thing, Matt. Um, before we finish up, we we'll look back on last week's finals. I know we've gone seventy minutes, so we won't. Excuse me, we won't dwell on them for for too long. Um, and we'll finish with the senior final because it's obviously the showpiece event. But we had three finals on Saturday. Um, Granabell and Gary made successive promotions. They beat Munger St. Paul's in the Junior A Championship. They'll be playing Premier Junior football next year. I know neither of us were there because they clashed. Um, you were in Kilmallock for the Premier to meet it. Yeah, just, before we, just, just before we go away from the Granabell and Gary, among the Ball and Gary team and the scorers, was Limerick's 2013 Munster Senior Hurling win, winning captain Donald O'Grady, who is a current Limerick selector. Um, not only did he feature on the team, but he featured on the scoreboard as well with two very, very useful points. Yeah, it's a, it's a handy player to have. And I suppose we're seeing a lot of that, Matt. Um, a lot of, we we'll say, obviously, predominantly footballers, then Hurling and vice versa. Adair will have Willie Griffin, you know, in, in this Saturday's senior final. And we all know how good Willie has been for their hurlers and I don't think I ever saw him play football before um, this year so it's interesting to see players that and Donald O'Grady is not a bad player to call upon and he's he served the club so well not only playing with him but as captain of Limerick I, you know and there was great pride in Granabell and Gary so 
back-to-back wins for them, I'm not really surprised. Um, you know, I we played them in junior a couple of times. They're an extremely good team. So they're back. They're well. They're into the Premier Junior grade. Um, as I said, you were in Kilmallock for Bruff and Mona Lean. We had both tipped Bruff, but Mona Lean got the win by six points. Calls proven crucial on the day, Matt. Yeah, the goals were crucial, Jack. But I, I, I suppose that would be a simplistic analysis of the outcome. Um, I, I, I think very few people would, um, would argue um, that the better team on the day won. Um, um, Mona Lean. Um, the, the, the occasion was slightly mad, Jack. By again, and I, I hate coming back to this, and but it's a fact of life. Um, the atrocious conditions that prevailed before the game. Now, I, you know, my hat went out to both Ruff and Monaghy, who were trying to do their warm up in appalling conditions, and the first ten minutes of the game were played in appalling conditions. But thankfully, um, the elements for the remainder of the game were much kind, kinder. And uh, I would have to say that full credit to both sides, the way they adapted to the conditions. And it was a good game of hurling, Jack. It was a good final. And we, 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 we've said a number of times that, um, that the Premier Intermediate Championship never fails to deliver. It didn't fail to deliver last Saturday either, despite those atrocious conditions. And, um, yeah, Mungleen were full value. What I found interesting, Jack, um, about it was, as you know, these two sides met in the Premier Under-19 final way back in August. Both both sides fielded four of of those players. And there was four from each side that featured in that Under-19 final, starting in the intermediate final. And I think I made mention of this last week in, in, in the context of the preview, that it, it augurs very well for both sides. Now, at half time, Jack, you 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 couldn't you couldn't see that either side would win by six points. Now, Morlin started off brilliant. Um, they got a goal through Marco De Wire. and the bluff the bluff response came in the shape of six unanswered points. You know, and they looked to be ticking a lot of the boxes at that stage. And um, but by half time, the sides were level. And going in at half time, a couple of points before half time, including an inspirational point by Larkin Lines, who was outstanding throughout the game, um, at centre back, he hit an, an inspirational equaliser just on the stroke of half time, and 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 they went in level, but. When he came back out, you were just wondering which side was going to pick it up. And uh, the answer was emphatically Monlean. With full credit to Bruff, they battled, they battled, and they battled. And I, I thought Sean Finn was outstanding. He had definitely put the disappointment of the All-Stars very firmly behind him. Paul Brown, who featured in, in, um, in um, an intermediate final for the first time, in 2007, you know, had lost none of his appetite for him. He was there, but in a big shift in the bad conditions, goading his players, trying to inspire them. Um, but uh, one, th- one thing that came through to me at, at the end of it all, Jack, in summary, was that I think Mona Lean, um, newly promoted Mona Lean, are in a better place than the Mona Lean that was relegated last year. I honestly think 
that they are better prepared and um, more ready um, for for the rigors of senior hurling in 2023. Yeah, I was I was in the Skeeton when I was watching the game on the stream, and they did just look the more complete team. I think it's fair to say that, um, and they do look, as you said, better positioned. They just seem to have more structure to their game. Players know what they're doing. It obviously helps when you have a lot of young lads coming through, giving a bit of energy to the team. And you mentioned, you know, likes of Larkin Lines and, you know, more elder lads like Ed, Ed Doyle and, and Marco Dwyer. They're not all by any means, but, you know, they're probably mid-20s now and real leaders of the team. And Andrew Latouche, Cosgrave came on then as well, you know. so Yeah, which was fantastic to see because he's been dogged by injury all season. Very, very, very unlucky not to have... Uh, Got his name on the score sheet with a point. Very, very unlucky that it wasn't a goal. He was a small bit disappointed after, but um, you know, he got his name. It was he forced a fantastic save from Eric Ben, a young man that I, that I, 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 I think that we should be on the lookout for. And he stands at about six foot three or six foot four. Is but only in full back. Brian Kenny uh, was a member of that under nineteen team. Um, I was really impressed with the. Type of maturity that he showed any time that the pressure came on 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 the full back line. So um, yeah, you're you're drawn in lines. Joseph Fitzgerald, Lachlan McHale, they were all members of the um, of the under nineteen team, and you know they, they 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 will they will comfortably and seamlessly make the transition to senior hurling next year, and um, that 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 is part of my reason for saying that I think that they are in a better position because, like, they have seamlessly made the transition from underage hurling to to adult hurling. So I yeah. cannot see any reason as to why they 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 they, they won't con- continue the, the 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 progression into twenty twenty three. Yeah, and they've they've that winning habit behind them as well now, which will bode well for next year. We saw the likes of KP and Mungrich, You know, when you bring that win and run with you, it's easier to stay up there. Um, Monoline obviously are a dual senior club again after one year away from that. The Pearshig are the same after they claimed intermediate football championship honours. They beat Trum 2 8 2 6. And I think to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a two point win. The Pearshig were a much better side. Um, again, structured, knew their game plan, just let in very sloppy first goal, you know, gifted the goal to Drum. Second goal was soft again. Two mistakes for their goals, whereas their second goal in particular was very well worked. Gordon Brown was brilliant throughout. He was Martin Killian Fahey and definitely won that battle. Gave a lovely ball to Dylan Cronin. And if, if you give Dylan Cronin enough ball, he'll score. I'd say he finished with probably 1-5 of their total. Now a couple of those are frees, but Dylan is a brilliant forward. Just a more rounded team, Aaron Apiershig, you know, and... The, they're kind of two sides that were lower level senior for a good few years. They like Monlee now will benefit from having won a couple of games. They obviously won all their games this year. They only played five, but they won them all, you know, and quick rebound into the senior ranks. They'll be very familiar with those teams and there'll be no fear of Napiershig. Um again, as I said, a, a dual senior team. You obviously weren't there, but you've probably heard the share of reports. But you know, they weren't for the win. I, I fancied him at the very outset, if you will recall, but I changed my mind during the course of the game, of the <coughs> campaign. And the, the, the sole reason for, for changing my mind, and I, <coughs> I made it very, very clear in a podcast about a couple of weeks ago, um, I, 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 I thought the structure of their group was absolutely shameful. Um, that, 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 you know, 
that they only got three games. And I, I, I honestly believe that it going forward into the knockout stages that it would be to their detriment. Um, but he, he they, 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 they rose above it completely and uh, very, very much so in the in in the semi final because um, they, they 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 got two back hooks. Like they they ended up with nine points from the group stage. Kokora Manister threw with him, and um, but you know four nearly half of their points come from walkovers. Not an ideal situation, Jack. But I think Wayne Cronin was at um, pre at the um, press evening um, before the county final was at pains to stress that that. Um, they may not have been playing championship games, but they were playing good um, challenge games, and you know it 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 bore fruit. And um, Drum will be very disappointed, I, I assure, because I'm sure because um, they, they, they their campaign and their challenge had gathered momentum as the year went on, and um, they looked to be in a good place going into the final. Um, but full credit to the Piercing, it was a fantastic weekend for the Piercing. Win the intermediate football championship on Saturday and the senior hurling championship on Sunday. Yeah, we'll we'll go on to that scene and we'll round out. We'll have our predictions afterwards. But uh, the senior final, we had looked so much forward to um, clash of two heavyweights there in Carlin. The defending champions against an Apiercic side that have won six champions championships in eleven years, but. I think it's I think it's fair to say the game itself didn't live up to the hype in the fact that Napierschig were just so dominant. Um started brilliantly, Graham Mulcahy and Peter Casey traded scores, then you'd score some like Kevin Downs and Robbie Hanley was very good in that first half and it was that first goal from Adrian Breen kinda of somewhat killed a bit of um kinematics momentum and the second goal then before half time killed the contest, I think it's fair to say. Um you know, in the grand scheme of things, there was hopes that Kilmallock would muster a comeback, but this Napierce team is so polished. You know, if they if they get ahead of you, they, they'll stay ahead of you, I think it's fair to say. And particularly Adrian Breen, two three, got man in the match. Peter Casey got seven from play. You know, there was just some brilliant performances throughout the field, the defence. I thought Mike Foley was brilliant at wing back, came out with so much ball. Um Will Dunno was himself, Dave Dempsey, eventually got his goal. He had to work very hard for it in the end. He had a couple of uh, chances missed. But, you know, they were out Jerome Boylan, didn't seem to miss it at all. Sean Long came in, did a fine job. Mike Casey, you know, curtailed Shane O'Brien very well. Just a real... had a very good game, I thought. You know, you could go through the whole team, but, you know, real classy, dominant performance mm. from the Piercing. Never let Kilmallock into their stride and... For the piercing, it's going to be quickly turn your attention to Munster, but I suppose what was your initial thoughts after the game? Well, my initial thoughts after the game, Jack, was that I had seen, um, I was disappointed with the final um, yeah. in, 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 in that it was one-sided because there had been such a build-up to it. And, um, but the, um, the piercing have put on some great performance over the years, Jack, and I, the, Sunday's performance ranks up there uh, with him, if not above him. Um, it, it, it was the it, it was as near as you'll come, Jack, to a complete, a complete performance by the Piercy. Yeah, um, a, a, absolutely fantastic. And I, I I think the defining period in the game was, um, and you flagged it about Adrian Green's goal right at the death of the first half. And you would expect that um, Kilmallock would come out, hit the ground running. And um, with all guns blazing after the break, 
in in a bid to uh, to to redeem the, the you know to to redeem the game, but not no. Um, the Pearce carried on, and the the. the Kilmallock didn't score for 11 minutes after half-time. And then that score came from a Michal Houlihan free. And in the meantime, uh, the Pearsic had added on three points. So now the seven-point mountain had become a 10-point Everest. Um, because with, with 20 minutes remaining, seven points with 30 minutes remaining, some bit of a chance. 10 points with 20 minutes remaining, considerably less of a chance. Um, yeah, look, it, it was the complete performance by by, by Napiersik. And um, it, it, it's it's a performance, Jack, that um, and I don't want to be jumping the gun, that has him well-primed and well-ready for the forthcoming Munster Championship, which may very well be, and we'll know on Sunday, could be a Munster semi-final showdown at the Gaelic Browns with Munster and All Ireland champions Bally Gunner. Yeah, and that's... of course and 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 of course uh would have a, a score to settle with the <coughs> champion from a Munster final of a couple of years ago. But look, uh, scores or no scores to settle them, uh, this was a fantastic performance by Napiersic. Now I was of the opinion and still of the opinion that possibly Kilmarak were a better team than last year. Yeah, and I think that's fair so yeah, I I thought um, the the Shane O'Brien was very isolated on Mike Casey and and the spare spare man whether that was Emmett McAvoy or Sean Long, but it did seem to be three on two inside there or two on one a lot. Mm -hmm. Kilmallock insisted with it for a share of time, it just wasn't working. Whereas Satna Pearce were a lot more clever. But I think I think we're guilty myself especially of you take Napierce for granted. And when they're not flying off the handles like they're that they're not hammering teams, you think, you know, that the well has run dry or they're not the same team, but they're every bit as good as the team of 11, 13, 15, 17, 18, you know, the 20 that have won county titles. They're so formidable, you know, and they've there's a huge turnover of players, obviously, the likes of, you know, Will, Peter, Dave Dempsey, Mike Casey. You know, Kyle King have remained throughout, and a few more Kevin Downs. But there's a lot of new fellas in that team. You know that have come through and settled in seamlessly, and the conveyor belt is is continuing to produce. But you know, when you have the likes of the forward line they have, you know, only you only need one or two to to take form, and that's exactly what Peter Casey and Adrian Breen did from a scoring point of view. Kevin Downs nailed his freeze, but. What we were just discussing, who was your man of the match, Matt? If you were to pick between probably Adrian Breen or Peter Casey, Breen got us. Yeah, I, I, I thought the two of them were magnificent, Jack. Um, I'd sit in the fence on it if, um, if you could have a joint player of the match, but um, the execution, Jack, the, 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 the you know, the execution and the creation, <coughs> creation and the execution of some of their scores was just off the wall. Like it was just, it was just simply fantastic. Like it's it's fantastic to see Peter Casey back to the bottom. That we yeah. know that Peter Casey um can produce back to the forum that he had shown in the All Ireland final of twenty of, of um twenty twenty one before he suffered that desperate injury. You know, it's it's just fantastic. He has recaptured the Jack. And not only is it good for the Pierce, but it's very, very good for memory. And like 
Adrian Breen, like all the years, Jack, there have been few better club holders, you know, and yeah. like his 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 appearances with Limerick have been limited. I would go to suggest in any other county, Adrian Breen would be a starter. But I suppose yeah. the fact that he the fact that he's not is probably testing to the strength of the Limerick team of the present Limerick squad. I I, I thought he was excellent, but. Um, you know, how often does he have to do this? You know, he's 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 totally consistent when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know, of turning it on. You know, fantastic. Look, you couldn't you. You could um you could really deep dive into the Pearson's performance and, and pick that while they're champions, but you know they were just the better team, far superior on the day. You, like you know, if they met again, it could be a different story. I think Ken Malik would definitely do things differently. But Napierschik are champions again. They keep up that streak of not going more than two years without a championship since eleven, which is really incredible. And Kieran Birmingham now was the captain in eleven. He's He's obviously won his second title as manager now, but you know they they did speak about that a lot. That they are, you know, giving back to the club, and we've seen like so the Casey's and Kevin Downs and Shane Dowling and these players train underage, which is you know frightening for other teams as well that they're getting such good coaching from such a young age. But Napierschig are deservedly twenty twenty two Limerick Senior Hurling champions. Um, Monaline Premier Intermediate champions. Napierschig. Again, intermediate football champions, and we had Cranbell and Gary Junior A football champions. Um, looks like you want to jump in with something there. Yeah, I was just saying before we go from the Napierschig game, Willem O'Donoghue's acceptance speech, Jack, outstanding, absolutely, yeah. well worth absolutely outstanding. But typical, the man he does it on the field and he does it off the field, and you know, I, 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 I thought. Um, that his 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 remarks were so well thought out, so well presented, and so appropriate. Um, an excellent post match um, acceptance speech. Yeah, brilliant speaker and, and a good insight into the, the kind of character he is. And, uh, a born winner is is Will O'Donoghue. He's he's won it all, and he'll be looking to to captain his side to on a Munster Championship run. Um, obviously they'll play. The winners of Kilroy and McDonough's and Ballygunner in the Munster semi-final in a couple of weeks' time. And all the teams we mentioned so far will have Munster Championship Bargain and Gary because it'll be Castlemahan or Fina that represent Limerick in the in the Munster Junior Football Championship. It looks like Matt could be gone from us. Um, and I hope he's not because with the predictions, yeah, it's definitely where I need him to come in. But um, he seems to be gone there. I'll, I think I'll call it and I'll get Matt on tomorrow. We'll, we'll do the predictions tomorrow. Um, but yeah, a, a huge bumper episode there, Tree Talk, in 90 minutes. It ran a bit long today. Um, we obviously had the lads on from the Illustrated Tales of the Terrace and the new Limerick J book. Um, to get that, go to or to message limerickbook at gmail.com to get yours. We obviously have three county finals this weekend there, Newcastle Senior Football. Fiona Castman, Premier Junior Football, and Kieran's Drum Broadford in the Junior A Harlan. Um, so much going on. We have Kamogi semi finals. We have two Munster Ladies Football finals with Matt back on. Um, we lost you there for a second, Matt. I was just ending the podcast. But so before before we will go, we will do our predictions. Don't think it was me. I think it was you. 
Mine was working fine, but before we go very quickly, uh, as we always round out predictions, we'll look at last week's. Wasn't great for you. Um, one out of four, and I got three out of. F- or sorry, one out of four. I got three out of four. I got new the piercing two point winners in football. Bang on. So would you believe we're both on sixty two points <laughs> after fifteen weeks, which is fair going now to be to be level. But um, yeah, the, the piercing d- double did me did me well. Um, this week fool, we'll fool, just fool look. At, uh, sorry. Fools seldom differ. Yeah, that's exactly the case. Um, three uh, men's finals this week. Look forward to it. Without Phoenix Kilmeady versus Castleman. Castleman by three, Jack. Castleman to win the Belleville Gales Derby. I'm going for Fina by two, just to continue in their in their winning streak. Junior A Hurland, Drum and Kearns. Kearns by two. Kearns by two. Close margin. Uh, I have I have Kieran's by five. I just think they're really, really solid team. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. And Adair Newcastle West in the Limerick Senior Football Championship final. Newcastle West by three. NCW by three. I have Newcastle by five. I just think they're the best team in the in the county and Adair without a good number of players, which which is quite difficult. But again, I think we also distress it. We don't kick a ball. We don't poke a ball. We just go for <laughs> entertainment purposes only. Um, so, yeah, the best look to all the teams in the county finals this weekend. The teams. Jack, go on. Would you believe I was told in Bluff? I was told in Kilmallock and I was told in the Gaelic grounds. Oh, you got it wrong, you know. <laughs> Well, would you believe in a skeeton I was talking to a player and they said Matt got it wrong and you backed us. So I mean they're watching. But we're only doing it for bit of fun. Um I, I don't want to see any team win or lose, particularly unless Palestine are playing or a skeeton. I want those teams to win regardless of who they're playing. But outside of that, I don't I don't no, care. I had a serious difficulty with the the, the Piercing footballers for the reason that you that um, I said I, I I fancied them from the start of the year to make a quick return. First of all, I, I didn't think that they should have been relegated, you know. And uh, I suppose now, on hindsight, it might be the best thing that happened to them in that they've re- regained momentum and what have you. But again, Jack, uh, like what happened in that group, Jack? And you 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 you'll think I'm obsessed with it. Oh, and you, you know you know my views on walkovers, but um, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't happen. And to be fair to Napiershig, the, the, the deck was stacked against them with that regard, but they got the job done. They got promoted and they're back in the senior ranks, back at Jewel Club. Mona Lean are back to being a Jewel Club, in fairness to them as well. Um, but the best look to the, the six teams in the Limerick County Finals this weekend, Mona, Mona Gay and Ula in, in Munster Finals, obviously the, the sides in Camogie, semi-finals as well it's a it's a really bumper weekend we didn't even dwell that much in the all-stars we were so busy but we have 95 minutes on the clock a huge thank you to you matt thank you to niall and liam as well at the start of the show um i hope you enjoy your county finals matt whichever ones you go to and have, have a good weekend we'll be I'm, going to, I'm going to the junior a hurling final and i'm going to the senior football final i'm looking looking forward to immensely and to um the senior Komogi semi-final on Sunday. Well, I'll be watching the senior football final from 
Disney World or Disneyland in Paris. So I'll be away for the weekend, but I'll get to see that one. Um, but I'll be updated. I'm sure you'll keep me updated on Twitter for the other results. And I'll, I'm sure I'll be asked to put away mm-hmm. my phone in Paris. But I'll have to keep an eye on. But again, what a huge thing. How do you do, Jack? Because I can scarcely afford to go to Kilmanet. <laughs> well, see, I thought I thought all the county championships would be over last weekend, and then this weekend would be a bye week before we were in Munster, which were, things were pushed back. But it's grand. I'll be there. I'll be watching. I'll be watching the the football. I don't know. Will your dulcet tones be on commentary? I'm not sure if that's decided yet. But for now, anyway, a huge thank you to you, Matt. A huge thank you to everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week. Impression again. We get all we what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there a